Had a little bit of a vacation, but I got my guys with me. It's according to sources. I am your guy SD2 Mikes. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Running this fast break, three-man weave, whatever you want to call it. Got my compadres running the wing. My boy Fresh back. Fresh, fresh, fresh off the plane. Back from uh athletic success in Canada. I'll let him tell you a little bit about that. It's my guy C4 Dunk, Chris Kaysen, my guy Brian Crawford. Mr. Craw 4D also. What is it, BC? Is Mr. Craw 4D on Instagram? That's on Instagram and then B underscores Craw 4D on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. So we're back, fellas. And uh, you know what? The talk in podcast land has really been focused on this whole Jay-Z NFL news. Quick timeline, of course. Jay-Z definitely was a part of the backlash and support for Colin Kaepernick. Then we fast forward to this year's Super Bowl down in Atlanta. Several artists, Travis Scott, who ended up performing with Maroon 5. Jay-Z reached out to him, told him he wouldn't do it. And we fast forward sometime around late February and early March. We start hearing rumblings and the news comes out that Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settle with the NFL, reportedly they split $10 million. That's up for debate. And then on the 15th of August, the news breaks that Jay-Z has brokered a deal with the National Football League to head up talent for future Super Bowls and also social activism to take place and programs to come out of the NFL. A little bit similar to the player coalition that is led by NFL players to where as they spearheaded and the owners donated millions of dollars to go to various outreaches and programs that would benefit minorities and also deal with uh, po- police brutality and going against that. This deal, shall I say, has been controversial. A lot of people have had differing opinions about what it means. And I think what we saw on Twitter, which, which bothers me, I'm just going to step out front, but what bothers me it's just people feeling like they had to take sides. Yeah. With two successful black men, two people that mean something to someone <laughs> for people of color. And I'm not here to debate whether or not Kaepernick was right, Jay was right. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and give your, your opinions on the matters. I know BC has a very strong opinion about certain things that have been spoken and also taken place. But I just want to say this, and then I'll let you guys flow from here. Mm-hmm. As a grown man, I can look at any other grown man's life and say, I don't think I would have made that decision. In doing so, that still doesn't give me the right to say that decision wasn't the best thing for his career, his life, or his family. I'm not in his life. I look at this situation. Colin Kaepernick got into this thing, and I think this snowball started rolling downhill, and it turned into an avalanche, and I don't think he was prepared for what eventually hit him. Jay-Z, you can go back in his lyrics. He's been about money since his days of being a criminal. He switched over. He got away from Dame Dash and that relationship because Dame was hurting the money. Ventures that he went on to take on Title, he took backlash for that. A lot of people are still upset about the makeup of Title 
and the work is that title. Regardless of that, I mean, Rihanna has had issues with uh, royalties from title. Kanye West also made mention of having issues with royalties coming from title. So we've heard different things and a lot of controversy surrounding his business ventures. His stake in the NBA and in the management circle can't be denied. The power of Rock Nation is, in my opinion, only rivaled by clutch sports when it comes to the NBA. When it comes to music, the impact of Rock Nation, when it comes to culture, the impact of Rock Nation with Paper Plane and Plane's crew and what they've been doing with that. So I'm just going to step down on their limb and say, look, man, I love both of these brothers. I love them as black men. I'm not here to judge what they did. I have different opinions about some of the things, some of the decisions that both of them have made. But the one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not about to put either one of them on the cross. And I feel like, unfortunately, that's what black Twitter did for the last week and a half. And I just think it was unfortunate. When you go beyond giving your opinion on someone and we start getting into this whole sellout cancel culture thing mm -hmm. that we've gravitated to over the past three years, I just think it's unfortunate. And we're going to get into some audio clips. We're going to get into audio clips by uh, Marcellus Wiley from Fox Sports. And we're going to get into uh, Jay-Z saying that we're beyond kneeling. And I'll let you guys comment on that. And then we had Robert Latall from Black Sports Online and also Selena Hill from Black Enterprise. Selena Hill, young digital editor over there at Black Enterprise, she was actually in the room with Raj Goodell and Jay-Z nice. up at Rock Nation offices. So mm -hmm. I'm going to play some audio from her, uh, her thoughts on what was going on. And then also Robert Latall, who also not only took issue with some of the things, but said he wanted to give Jay-Z time, but he also took issue with Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick, especially Eric Reed being back in the NFL. With that being said, BC, I'm gonna go ahead and let you jump it off, man. Um man. First of all, I don't I don't really care as much as other people do in terms of getting like emotionally upset about it. You know, a lot of people's getting bent out of shape. I watched uh was it Roland Hill? Uh, he was talking to Jamel Hill, and it was somebody else on that show. And like they was just like super animated and adamant about you know basically saying that Jay Z, not necessarily so sold out, but you know he just probably should have worked with the NFL without having some type of assurances for Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. So where I am with that is. Well, first of all, this whole $10 million, it ain't no way that Colin Kaepernick took $5 million and Eric Reed took $5 million and Eric Reed is in the NFL and Colin Kaepernick is not. And Eric Reed can talk to Colin Kaepernick can't. So you can't tell me that they split $5 million and Colin Kaepernick signed that deal for $5 million. I don't believe that. I believe Colin Kaepernick got way more money than what was reported because all 30 teams had to pitch in and obviously – pay him because he was suing him for collusion he had some sort of evidence he if he would have took it a trial he probably would have won and that's the issue that i have where you know you sign this agreement to get paid that's all fine and good but when when you sign an addendum to that basically saying that you can't talk about anything related to this particular case and then when that silence stretches out to you're not saying anything about the social injustices that you say that you was kneeling for, well, now I have a problem with that. The issue that I 
the why I don't have an issue with Jay Z is because of this. First of all, he only backed Colin Kaepernick. Like Jay Z ain't never been out here on the front lines. There's no social justice dudes. Yeah, you know he bailed a couple people out of jail, uh, but everything he's really done has been for other celebrities. I'm talking about from paying taxes for Lil Wayne. That don't benefit black people. You know, going going hard for uh, Meek Mill. That's great for me. You know, in terms of getting that felony dropped and everything, and clearing up his record, all of that's fantastic. But there's millions of black men with that same issue, so I don't even know why we celebrating Jay Z doing something for another cat that's got million, millions of dollars, and people deal with this stuff every single day. So you know, his his reputation as being uh, someone who fights for social justice to me is a little inflated. So that's why I can't get mad at him for doing this deal with the nfl simply because like i said he only supported colin kaepernick colin kaepernick got paid jay-z might know how much colin kaepernick got paid i don't know we don't know but because colin kaepernick settled he got paid then that basically to me that frees up jay-z to do whatever it is that he wants to do and there was no way for him to go into that deal and be like, yeah, you know, I'll do this if y'all get Colin Kaepernick a job. First of all, you know, if all 30 teams had to pay up to pay Colin Kaepernick, even ones that actually wasn't interested in him, there's no way he's going to get back in the league. We already knew that. Yeah. We knew that when he signed, you know what I'm saying? We knew that when he signed, you know, when he sued the NFL, we knew he was done playing then. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, when people talking about he sacrificed his career, well, did he really? I mean, yeah, okay. You know, you the face of a franchise as being a quarterback, right? So, and you also the face of this entire disturbance that you've created in the NFL. So, there's no way they was gonna bring you back. You know, that's just that's just point blank. And then, you know, you talking about him being a backup and being better than other guys. So what? Like you, you basically for two years, you created this situation where the NFL took a credibility hit. So there's no way that they was going to bring him back to play football in the NFL. He knew that. We all should know that. And then when he signed that deal and then he couldn't talk again, we sh- we all should have known that he was done. So Jay-Z, didn't, to me, didn't have a responsibility to bring Colin Kaepernick into anything. Um, you know, as far as Eric Reed, that's a joke to me, you know, simply because Eric Reed is a cornerback. He only jumped on, you know, he only jumped on the train. Like, he didn't kick it off. So nobody really cares about, you know, anything that he got to say. So to me, it's just like it's it's a bunch of hypocrisy, man, like like on both sides. Colin Kaepernick got paid. He took a deal. He can't talk. He hasn't been talking. You heard more from his girlfriend than we heard from him. I got a problem with that. Nobody addresses that. But then you want to call Jay-Z a sellout because he he's working with the NFL. He's basically taking over in Super Bowl entertainment. And he getting paid from the NFL, too. So Kaepernick got paid. Jay-Z got paid. Both of them took the NFL's money. I don't see the issue. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of the culture we live in where uh, most people are just quick to, you know, have an opinion before we, like, even fully go through, like, the terms of the deal. I don't even know if, like, the full specifics of the term of the deal have been laid. They haven't been released. No, exactly. Been released, yeah. yeah, and we it's, haven't it's, even, it's private. Exactly, and we haven't seen... You know, with things like this, it's going to take time. There's going to there's not going to be any quick fix to, like, issues that have been rampant since the NFL started. So, I don't know. I don't get the sellout thing. I can see it a little bit from, you know, just the initial outrage. But until we know the terms, until we actually start to see, 
you know, just the, the fruits from, you know, this deal. I don't think, you know, you should have a judgment. But, I mean, you even look now, I mean, with albums. An album will come out and 15 minutes later, there'll be an, a full review. It's like, bro, how you, how you listen? You didn't go through 15 songs in 15 minutes. So, um, you know, with the... Colin's situation, you know, like BC said, I look at, you know, he took a deal. It's unfortunate that, you know, he's not in the NFL, but, you know, like you said, you have 30 owners and, you know, what you did was bad for business. So, I mean, none of them are going to bring you back. I mean, they're going to sign lesser, lesser talented players because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, they know they're not going to have any issues. I mean, you bring Colin to your team now, or even last year, you know, that's coming with a certain, you know, certain, I mean, just attention. It's like, it's like bringing Mike Vick back. Yeah, yeah. And even then from that standpoint, like, I think the way that was handled is a little bit different from, like, the Collins situation. I mean, because you do have dogs at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, then we're talking about, you know, something that's actually tainting business. I mean, we know plenty of NFL players who've been brought back for domestic abuse, you know, attempted murder charges, things like that. So but once again, an example, Michael Vick was definitely made an example of. Oh, yeah. All types of animals mm-hmm. are set up to fight in the South. Yep. Dogs, man, I, I, roosters. I've been, to, I've been to dog fights before. Absolutely. It's nothing down there. Yeah, and I think that one, that one is, I don't know, I have, like, just thoughts about he might have been the front man name I on think the he definitely was front that. man because it, I don't think it was definitely his nah, yeah I don't no. think it was you know just it was just his money yeah his money. it was his money he was the front man but I almost certain other NFL guys were involved with that and you know he just didn't talk yeah so that's why he got you know the second second chance but with this Jay-Z deal I mean just the optics of it the rollout was pretty bad that's that's what you know, to me, I mean, from I, see, well, they did it on the they did on the, it on the anniversary he, yeah. of he kneeled. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here's my other thing with this, and like, and I don't understand why people are like this because this is it's very common sense to me, and I don't know why it don't click for nobody else. But realistically speaking, when we talking about these issues, when we talking about police brutality, we talking about systemic racism and oppression, uh, um, and oppression. Does anybody really think? that a rapper or a quarterback or a professional sports league can have any impact whatsoever on these issues that we dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like what can they change? Right. Like what can Jay-Z change? What can Colin Kaepernick change? Yeah. The know your rights camp and all of that stuff is cool, but what is he really changing? Like what does that camp mean to a kid in Inglewood or kids in Inglewood or kids in Austin? Or, you know, kids on the North Pole, you know what I'm saying, up in Rogers Park where, you know, where there's all types of shootings and stuff like that. What does that stuff mean to them? How does that stuff um, Im- impact their lives? Do they really care that Colin Kaepernick ain't playing football no more? No, nah, they're trying to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to stay out the police way. You know, do they really care that Jay-Z signed a, signed a uh, you know, a contract with the NFL? No, nah, they don't care. They got other stuff on their minds. Yeah. Jay-Z don't come to the hood. He don't do nothing but make music as far as they're concerned. You know, so... Why are we sitting up here acting like, you know, Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick could have formed this super alliance that would have addressed all of these issues that they was talking about? They're not. People are still going to get railroaded in the justice system. It don't matter that Meek Mill got his record cleaned up because Jay-Z helped him. 
You know what I'm saying? Black folks are still going to have tax issues. So it don't mm-hmm. matter if Jay-Z, uh, you know, pay Lil Wayne's taxes or whatever. Who cares? It does not affect the masses of the people. So why are we upset at two individuals who live at a definitely, you know what I'm saying, at a, def- at a definite higher social level than we live and that are a, you know, at a, at our a significant at a significant higher place than we are in terms of financially why do we even think people like this care about the stuff that's going on on the ground i'm not saying that they don't necessarily have any feelings or opinions about it but why do we sit up there and 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 give them like the put them in a position where they can actually change something whether it be narrative or whatever like these people is not going to change anything so i don't understand like why we even looking at it like that yeah, I agree. And then, I mean, I look at that. What if that deal does include, you know, like language to get, you know, Colin at least back into the NFL? Does that change anything? You know, does Colin no. being, you know, on the football field, does that rectify or change anything, you know, from the reason that he kneeled in the first place? It doesn't. I mean, I think the first thing to, with anything for, you know, social change or, you know, quote unquote, justice to take place i think that involves opportunities i mean that when you get a guy i have no idea what jay-z's intentions are at all none of us do i don't think anybody has had like a extended one-on-one sit down with him to talk about things i'm pretty sure a lot of things will be private and hopefully we'll see you know the benefits of what this uh um this deal will produce but i mean you know you get a guy in there and you know, hopefully it provides, you know, certain opportunities. But, you know, as far as like actual change, I don't know, you know, if it matters or not. His, this deal with the NFL, I mean, because essentially who's still owning the teams? You know, right. what was Colin kneeling for in the first place? Which takes me to that meeting at Rock Nation offices. And uh, Jay-Z said this. I think we've... Past kneeling, yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. Do you want people to stop it? No, I don't want people to stop protesting at all. Kneeling, I, I know we're stuck on it because it's a real thing, but it's a form of protest. I support protests across the board. We need to bring light to the issue. I think everyone knows what the issue is, <laughs> and we're, we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what they, we, you know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay, do you know the issue? Yeah, yeah. do you know the issue? <laughs> yes, we all know the issue now. Okay, next, what are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it, because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward if Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. So just to piggyback on your point right there, C4, when Jay-Z says, look, we're beyond kneeling Mm -hmm. when it comes to this particular issue, we're beyond that. A lot of people try to take it, I guess, out of that context. That's the context I took it in personally. Yeah to say that there is no need for kneeling or protest at all. I don't think that's what he was trying to say. But I do think as far as the NFL situation, I think 
yeah, that welcome mat has been worn out when it comes to the kneeling. If Eric Reed still decides to kneel this year, then that's fine. But I don't think it would be a story like it was two years ago. Right. I don't think anybody's going to talk about it. I mean, we were talking about a time in the NFL where not only was Kaepernick kneeling, but teams were talking about standing in the locker room for the national anthem. Yeah. We had all of that going on. That time has passed. Right. That impact has taken place. And as you guys have so eloquently, eloquently spoken about, nothing has been done from a civic standpoint. Chicago violence is still the same. We still see police taking advantage of everyday citizens on a consistent basis. We see the videos posted on social media on a consistent basis. Nothing has changed. Tenure right. and the mood and the attitude of this country still is what it is. We continue to see it disintegrate right before our eyes. So when we talk about all of this, you know, was he within his rights, Jay-Z, to pretty much say how he felt? About the kneeling, because, you know, players like Kenny Stills, who we're going to get to because uh, he said he doesn't think Jay-Z knows any common folks, which I found to be hilarious. But And then his coach goes on the next day in practice and plays eight Jay-Z songs <laughs> at the start of practice. So even Brian Flores got into the pettiness of the whole situation. But when we talk about Jay-Z making those comments and saying we need to go beyond kneeling, you know, was he well within his rights to say such a thing? Well, first of all, you know, I feel like, you know, Jay-Z has to say that. First of all, I didn't I didn't agree with the kneeling in the first place. I thought it was stupid, you know, and I posted this on social media. I said, kneeling is the act of submission. It's time for people to stand up. You know, if you really want to fight against this stuff, you're not going to fight nobody with one knee on the ground. You know what I'm saying? It just don't work like that. So are you saying he should have gone with his first mind instead of asking the uh, the Army vet or the veteran that he got advice from that eventually convinced him to kneel? He should have gone ahead and, and stayed in the locker room or done something I, else for the national anthem? Well, that's the problem because, you know, the other issue is that the kneeling, the purpose of the kneeling got flipped around so bad to like, well, now you have this confusion even two or three years later where people don't even really know what he was kneeling for. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, like he was kneeling in, in support of a veteran and then that turned into I'm kneeling, you know, uh, you know, because I'm fighting against, you know, police injustice and you go to practice with pig socks on, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, that turned into, oh, he's being disrespectful to our military. Then that turned into he's being disrespectful to our country. So they took what the original point of him kneeling was and they flipped it. And every time it changed, he changed with it. And he never addressed, he never brought it back to what the original thing was. So yeah. once he started, you know, getting, getting this, reputation is like a like a like a social justice activist i feel like he kind of ran with it next thing you know he went you know he he out there with a big ass afro you know what i'm saying like you know you you doing all of these things but then at the same time you know your actions ain't lining up with the stuff that you saying you know saying that you fighting for. he fell into a character yeah you know he's an actorvist not an activist yeah you know it's, what I'm saying? it's funny we were taught had a thread going to last week Myself, UBC, and J.R. Bang. And J.R. Bang mentioned something that I thought was very poignant when he said, um, Colin Kaepernick is an accidental activist. Absolutely. Accidental. He he fell into this. I think he, originally he said he was inspired uh, by the shooting of Mario Woods. Mario Woods. 26-year-old young black man from uh, San Francisco. Okay, now I was thinking about the Sacramento the kid, kid. The kid in Sacramento. Yeah, and then yeah. 10, months, 10 months after that is when he first decided to go ahead and kneel. So this was 2015. And even if you 
go back to 2015, I mean, we had Derrick Rose and LeBron James wearing I Can't Breathe t-shirts like back in 2013. Well, see, that's the thing, though. You know, you're saying that you got inspired. Did you get inspired by this kid getting shot or did you get inspired by the military person? Right. You no, know, that yeah. like like that's what I'm saying. So like and if, if you which are, one is it? If you are a minority, that's you weren't inspired by the rest of the things that were happening years before. Yeah. Well, but, and then I'm saying, like, fast forward now, like, dude, where you been? Like, where you been? Nobody's heard anything from Colin Kaepernick. He just started tweeting like a week ago. You know what I'm saying? Like after all this other stuff came out. Like, there's been plenty of people who've been shot and killed by police. Yes, it's not getting a lot of media attention because they want to, you know, they want to keep that, but they want to keep them flames down. But, yo, you really don't have nothing else to do, fam. Like, you're not, you're not playing football. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. if you, you know, if you're going to commit yourself to this, well, now you got plenty of time to be out there on the front line. And even if you're not on the front line, you got plenty of time to allow your voice to be heard. So, that's why I say, you know, going back to this particular deal, with this with this gag order that he signed all right yes you cannot tell us what the terms of the deal was meaning you can't tell us how much bridge you got and you also can't tell us you know what information you found on the nfl that obviously would have implicated them in the collusion because they paid him mm -hmm. the fact that they paid him means that he had them dead to the right he could have took this to trial and he could have still won he could have walked away with probably an even bigger bag and we could have seen the truth about these owners, because we know they are Trump supporters anyway, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of little details would have came out about that. He basically allowed his silence to be bought and paid for, and he sold it. So in that respect and in that vein, I can't honor that. Because I'm, now it makes me question, yes, you can't tell us anything about the inner workings of the NFL stuff, but you can't even speak on none of these issues that you, know, that you say that you care about. And people's out here acting like you was Malcolm X, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they was putting you in them same conversations. So I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to hear no outrage over Jay-Z and ain't nobody got no issues with Kaepernick. The same people that's the same people that's mad at uh at at, at Colin Cap I mean at Jay-Z don't seem to have an issue with Colin Kaepernick doing all of this stuff that basically prevents him from saying anything about anything. They they have no issue with him being silent. And in the background, when people are still getting shot in the back by police, man, I just watched a video a week and a half ago of some kid in Denver, him and his homie, they getting jacked by the police. They standing there with their hands up. He take off. Next thing you know, they shoot him in the back however many times, and then they miraculously find a gun. You know what I'm saying? Because the officer felt like he was reaching for a gun. But Shorty was running. He was trying to hold up his pants. You know what I'm saying? So if you are wearing pig socks at practice, then I need to hear you say something every single time a police officer kills somebody, especially a young black person. You don't say nothing. And that's the issue that I got. Before we get to this, because I want to make a, a nice little segue to go ahead and merge this conversation with the National Basketball Association. But before, before that, let's hear some comments from Selena Hill from Black Enterprise and also Robert Latall from Black Sports Online. We cannot dismiss the fact that Jay-Z is also an entrepreneur, he is a businessman, and he is a mogul. He is a billionaire for a reason, because he's not afraid to go to the table to collaborate and work with people who may not have the same views as him or may not even be on the same political side as him. But to me, money has always, uh, always been a large motive in what Jay-Z does. However, in recent years, he has shown us that 
making a social impact is also a, a strong part of his personal mission. So I think it's twofold for Jay-Z. I think it makes sense for him business-wise. I think he does want to make a huge social and cultural impact, and he probably believes that he's the person that could bridge the disconnect between the NFL and people of color who have been boycotted. A lot of the same people that were have criticized uh, this Jay-Z situation or rightfully are upset that Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job or sitting right in front of their TV right now tweeting about, you know, the third-string quarterback or the backup right guard on these preseason games. So that's why I think in some instances with some people, it's a little bit, you know, hypocritical, uh, some of their critiques, you know, on this. Um, you know, Eric Reed, you know, gets his checks and there's an NFL symbol, you know, on it. You know, no one says that he shouldn't work or he shouldn't get paid, you know, because Colin Kaepernick, uh, doesn't have a job. No one says that you can't do both. You can't play for the NFL. Or you can't continue your social, you know, justice. Uh, so it seems a little hypocritical in the sense that um, a lot of people say these things, uh, make these judgments, but, you know, we're all watching, you know, the NFL. We're all watching the Super Bowl. We're all watching the playoffs. Even though we may not have liked Maroon 5, we still watch the halftime uh, show. You know, I, you know, I've covered nine Super Bowls on site. You know, and people was asking when, when this first Colin Kaepernick thing was happening was, was you know, you, you can't do it. You shouldn't watch the NFL. You shouldn't cover the NFL. But as I tell them, you know, uh, you know who's going to pay the bills at my house? I'm a reporter. So they're talking about the bigger picture. Uh, Selena Hill talking about uh, the business side of this thing and what it could mean uh, for social activism moving forward. And then Robert Latall giving back, uh, giving his thoughts on Jay-Z's point of view. But not only that, uh, raising his eyebrows at Eric Reed and his comments, especially after taking the bag and signing a contract to go back to the same league that you were suing, which is another thing. It's like if you felt that bad about what was going on in the NFL, you didn't like what the player coalition brokered along with the NFL owners, and you were disgusted by the stance of the NFL when it comes to police brutality. And Colin is your boy. And Colin is your boy. Walk away, fam. Man, didn't you cross the picket line when you signed that contract with the Carolina Panthers, in a sense? You crossed the picket line when you took the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, you was part of that lawsuit, too. Yeah, you took the bag, but your bag was way smaller because they let you back in. And and not only did he take the bag, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that the NFL players and players of minority in the NFL let both of them down by continuing to play. And this is going to segue into what I was talking about with um, the NBA. But how do you guys feel about that conversation, saying they feel like the NFL players, the minority players, should have stood up, had Kaepernick's back, and pretty much done what LeBron James did in the Donald Sterling situation? And we'll get to that. Uh, I don't think everybody's talking on both sides of their mouth, man. Like, really and truly. Like I said, this goes back to what I said before. We cannot expect these professional athletes who live in a different tax bracket, who live in a, you know, who live a different lifestyle. We can't expect these athletes to be the face of social change because they're not on the ground. They're so far removed from the situation. Like, yeah, you know, all these players and stuff like that, they got people in the hood. You know, you hear about athletes whose brothers get shot and killed and family members do X, Y, and Z. So they're not totally removed from it, but they removed from it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, again, why do we expect 
these athletes and celebrities, why do we follow their lead on anything? Because none of it is genuine because at the end of the day, they're going to look out for what's best for them and their family. You know, they're going to look out for the situation that's going to bring them some bread in. Of course, Jay-Z is going to tell people that we pass kneeling because now he's in business with the NFL. So he don't want that. You know what I'm saying? He don't want players, you know, he don't want kneeling to be a distraction to where people is not coming to games or people is not watching or they're not taking no interest in the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. He's a businessman. He said it. He already told you. He's not a social justice warrior. He's a businessman. He's a capitalist through and through. Whether I agree or not, I respect it because he's at least been consistent. And the thing he's been consistent about is getting his paper. Again, Eric Reed is not being consistent. Colin Kaepernick is not being consistent. So why do I have an issue with somebody who has shown me who he was for 15 years? Why should I take an issue with this particular person based on a business deal that he's brokered and not be more upset at somebody who does care about these things that happen in the streets? Why would not be more upset at somebody saying that they do care, but then turn around and take money from the NFL and be silent on issues, social justice issues, or take money from the NFL and then go back and play and still cash NFL checks and say you care about social issues? I'm more upset about that because, like you said, son, if you care about this stuff, if you're this adamant against these owners and you rolling with Kaepernick so hard, walk away, fam. Because guess what? If you turn around and you break your toe in practice and you can't play no guaranteed money in the NFL, they're going to cut you anyway. Yeah, I mean, just to go with what BC's saying, I mean, um, I can understand a little bit while we look at athletes, you know, in such a higher regard, but in terms of, like you said, social change, I don't know why we put onus on them. I mean, essentially, these are all you know, kids from, kids and men from like very, you know, disprivileged backgrounds at all. So to ask them now to, you know, do something that in the back of their head, they're thinking about, you know, what am, what am I gonna do after this? Like, where's the next paycheck coming from? You know, it's, I think it's unfair. I mean, and this goes back to even the Donald Sterling situation. I mean, when um, I was just reading, listening to Mark Spears talk about how disappointed he was in the Clippers for, like, for playing, coming out there and playing. Yeah. I was like, I mean, if you, like, what really would that have done? I mean, I don't think they would have forfeited that game in that, that playoff series because I think the Warriors would have also – not played, but it was the only game that Sunday. It was in Oakland, but at the end, what does that change at all? I mean, this is one guy who well, happened to get, you know, caught. It's on so tape. funny. The word I want to focus on is what you just said. He said he was disappointed, which goes back to what I was saying about Jay Z and Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Man, if that's their decision, fine. They don't move my emotions like that. Yeah, for me to be disappointed. Like, well, what are we what are we talking? Because by the time they played, the situation pretty much had been dealt with. Well, see, my thing is, I'm one of the people where, all right, so the University of Missouri the football team, y'all know about that mm-hmm. situation. Where yeah. Basically, they was like, yo, we is not, not playing, playing until game. we make them changes, and them changes got made. Right. Bro, there is so much power in that. Like, if these athletes actually came together and said, yo, we are not playing, you know how much noise that's going to make? And really and truly, like, you know, that could be a difference maker. 
you know, and all those kids, these kids is playing for free. They have, they literally, get, they don't have much to lose other than like their scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they felt like they was in a position to make a change collectively and they did that. And so, yes, you can send a major monumental statement if everybody is on the same page. When you're talking about cats making millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? Just like from playing a sport or they making even more million dollars on the side, you know, getting endorsements and stuff like that. It makes the waters a little bit murkier. Man, everybody is out for themselves, yeah, man. Yeah. Like everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can't expect these players to be your voice in the streets for these issues. You can't do it. It's stupid. So for you to sit up there and expect for 30 people to say, nah, we're not going to play tonight. Or 110, got how many people on, um, on a football team? 55? You know what I'm saying? 110 people to be like, nah, we're not going to play. Would that, if that happened, would that be great? Absolutely. Would that make a lot of noise? You bet it would. But what would it but change? Is it going to change anything? Yeah. Even no. with the going back to that Clippers situation, I mean, you're talking about one owner when I'm almost certain that there are other owners that, you know, kind of share. Oh, Some absolutely. Of those yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, just not stupid enough to get caught on a recording. Maybe on Madison Avenue. I'll just leave. right. You know what I'm you saying? Know what but then, just being but real. Look, yeah. But see, the Missouri situation is very different, yeah. right? Because they had a goal in mind. They knew what they wanted to change. They wanted to get that. Was it the president or something like that? They wanted to get that person up out of there. Yeah. That was the goal, mm-hmm. right? If the goal here is to stop police from killing people in the street, I don't care how many games they boycott. They still gonna get killed in the street. Yep. So what are we talking about? That's my issue. Yeah, I always look at the end goal. I mean, just going back to the Clipper situation. All right, it's one owner. You don't boycott a game. What What's the end goal? What are you trying to rectify in that situation? I didn't, you know, I didn't fault the Clippers for playing at all because it was known for like. 30, 30 some years that yeah, Donald Starr was racist. I mean, yeah. I don't think he tried to actually hide it. No, I mean, not at all. Courts, there were court cases, there were documents about, you know, his real estate stuff, how it been a slumlord, basically. So I, I don't get what was the outrage with that situation. Well, they did most of the dirt in the era where it couldn't get out. Yeah. Via so, tapings I mean, or anything yeah. else. Yeah. You never I mean, it thought wasn't on social media. It that his no conversation would get out. You yeah. never thought that conversation yeah. would get out. But that's why I say it's just, like the, it's just like the Trump situation. It's the exact same thing. He was the exact same kind of person. You know what I'm saying? And like, it was known. So now all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, we got this technology where we could put out tapes from 30 years ago. Or, you know, we could, you know, record something and, you know, put it on blast and make it go viral. That kind of changed a little thing. But that, that, that changes things in terms of how you or what you know about. But it don't change them people. They still going to be who they are. It's not going to change their business. Their business is still going to operate. You know, Donald Trump ain't took a hit. Donald Sterling walked away with a couple billion dollars from that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like being a racist and being a bigot almost pays. You know what I'm saying? In this country, it almost pays. So it's like, again, what are we talking about? Yes, we need to have some type of revolution. We need to have some sort of change to happen. But it has to be mentally, man. Like, it can't be no situation where I'm taking a knee on the ground or I'm standing out here in the streets picketing the protest. And I'm not saying that that doesn't help or raise, you know, call, call attention to certain I mean, issues. I call a spade a spade, B.C. That's what they expect us to do. 
it's they it's, expect it, us to stay right there, protest, and then have no plan. It's the ultimate goal. I, I mean, it's the ultimate passive aggressive behavior. It's the ultimate passive aggressive behavior, and nobody respects anybody who's passive aggressive in their behavior. Yeah. So we, so now we just running on this damn hamster wheel. Something gonna happen. We gonna get mad. We gonna take to the streets, and then we gonna go back to our business to the next thing happen again to piss us off when we go back outside. So, That's what it is. Yeah. The Sterling Affairs, an ESPN 30 for 30 podcast that was just released a week ago. We were talking about this before the podcast, C4. It was Ramona Shelburne that narrated this thing Mm -hmm. and did the story. Uh, She sat down with Esquire magazine, and uh, according to sources, this is what she said. The question was, so in this era of ultra-empowered athletes, what can we take from this story going into the next decade of the NBA? Her response was, let's frame it this way. It feels like at the time it wasn't a big deal for LeBron to say there's no place for Donald Sterling in this league. And this this is the actual audio from that. There's no room for that in our game. We've uh, found a way to, to make this the greatest game uh, in the world. And, and for comments like that, it, it taints our game, and we can't have that. Can't have it from a player. We can't have it from an owner. We can't have it from a fan, and so on and so on. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, or whatever the case may be. Uh, we can't have that a part of our game. And... Uh, you know, the commission uh, will take care of it. Uh, we're, we're sure of that. And uh, we'll continue to build this game the best way we can. All right. And then she goes on to say, of course, there's no place for Donald Sterling in this league, right? But that was a really big thing to do because it resulted in a giant action. An owner got kicked out of the league. An owner got banned for life. We didn't, we didn't even know that was possible. So, at BC, I think. It's, it, Exactly. It's like nothing stopped. He got $2 billion. (laughs) Exactly. Like people overlooked that. Like the team was still sold. It wasn't like the team was stripped from him. Yeah. It was like you're banned from the league. You can't be an owner in title. But when it comes to that paper, you're still the owner. This is an 80 year old man who fell asleep watching basketball games on the sidelines, (laughs) G. Come on, man. He got out of for being a racist. Cool. You banned from the NBA. And he probably an didn't care he got outed. Honestly. He didn't care he didn't about care. none of that. Especially uh, when he's sitting across from Steve Bomber talking no, about, all right, man. It's I'm one thing. He probably team. wanted his team still. Well, exactly. I but, mean, because there's only 30, there's only 30 of those. So, oh, you know, absolutely. it's definitely, you know. When you uh, when you pay less than a million, okay, let's say he bought that team for a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. He get a thousand percent markup when he walk away with two point three billion. Yeah, how mad are you? At eighty years old, you know what I'm saying? And you already a billionaire. Do you really care that much? And you've been the owner for thirty five years. Do you really care that much? Right. At this point in your life, no, you don't. And somebody gonna give you two billion dollars to make, you know, to basically you gonna recoup what you made, however many times over. You ain't got to deal with the league no more. You still gonna have a paper. You still, you still gonna have paper. You still gonna watch basketball. You have to deal People, with media. You ain't got to deal with media. You ain't got to do none yeah. of that. And I keep saying it. You walked away with two billion dollars. Who mad? What you mad about? Yeah, yeah. I never. I mean, it's a that thirty for thirty podcast is very good. But I always look at, you know, when they say, even when we talk about, you know, the power player has now, like how limited is that power like what type of when i'm, I'm always interested when they you say you think a big picture i'm or, thinking big picture because yeah. if we're talking about you know just forcing 
trades to play where you want to play, that's yeah, that's something that you know the league hasn't seen. But yeah. How at the end of the day, the power comes from you know the dude who's signing the check. Man, as long as you sign the front of the check and not the back exactly. of it, you yeah. the one with the you power. You the one with the power. Yeah. yeah. So I always like realize like I mean I understand this is something we really haven't seen in professional sports players being able to almost control their own destiny but at the end of the day like what that power is limited because you know that could be taken away like let it get it to a, a real strike yeah i mean, billion, I mean billionaires can wait can wait, we'll it, wait out. it out yeah millionaires right is it's gonna be a couple of them at least there's what 450 players right in the nba there's gonna be half of those guys like hey all right i like, can't do it yeah y'all got y'all money uh, right I, I gotta go get this paper i got people to take care of so i mean like i say, like bc's been saying when we talk about actual social change their lives really don't affect us that much they can put spotlight on certain things and it'll be given coverage for a while, but what does it really change? Yeah. And when we look at these contracts, we talked about all this free agency money that was given out mm -hmm. in like the first 24 hours of yeah. free agency this past summer. That just lets you know how much these owners are making. Oh, of course. Like if they're willing, what, to, if they're was, willing to give that, that always, away in 24 that's, hours, that's always, it lets you know. One of my arguments when I see fans or something talk about, oh, they're over the cap, they can't do this, can't do that. I was like... Why do you think, like, let for let any type of sources or anything print out what, you know, let's say the lowest, let's say the lowest attendance NBA team is bringing in, you know, per year for revenue. Right. Now go to the New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Lakers. Not, let's not even say per year. Let's look at the revenue they bring in per game. It changes everybody's mindset. Because I remember hearing something about just the United Center saying that they bring in close to, I think about a million, you know, per game. Oh, like, that's ridiculous. And it's 41 games Exactly. Down. That's crazy. And we're not even talking about, you know, how they split that revenue or whatever, like revenue off of like TV, revenue off of merchandise. So, like, so I always say, if we, we always talk about player money and stuff, oh, he's making too much. Yeah. We need to stop that yeah. at all. And then to well, complain, I mean, the NFL TV money is totally different oh, than NBA yeah, yeah. TV money because yeah. they're in there together. They get mm -hmm. a cut yep. from ESPN. They get a cut from Fox. Yep. They get a cut from yep. CBS. get a cut from NBC. And they all yeah, they cut all that pot. That. Mm -hmm. When you talk about TV rights in the NBA, yo, that money from, the e from ESPN is not the same as the NFL. Right. And secondly... Your money depends upon your market mm -hmm. and TV. So the New Orleans TV money is not the same as NBC Sports Chicago right. paying up to the Chicago Bulls for TV rights. It's not mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. So that affects the bottom line. That affects who you can pay, why you can pay. It's just a totally different economic uh, system Definitely. and model. NBA in comparison to the NFL. A lot more to fight for. Oh, yeah. Even go back to, I mean, Major League Baseball, NHL. Like, I, I just wish, you know, I understand they're all private organizations, but when I hear fans and people talk about all oh, such and such players making too much money, hey, the guy who signed this check is making 10 times. And it's crazy for baseball. If not, a lot more.
Right. Attendance has been declining for the last four years. Of course. Declined once again this year. Mm-hmm. Yet and still, salaries continue to rise. Yep. And eventually, we will see a baseball player making $50 million a year. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Like, it's coming. And that's, you know what I'm saying? And that's where, like, like people had that attitude about shut up and play and all of this other stuff. And, you know, folks want to get mad at that. Well, listen, man. Like, the reality of it is, see, like, we look at these people and, you know, the details of their contract are made public. And we understand that they make it, you know, millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars or so. We look at those people and we say, all right, you've got this kind of money. You know, you can pretty much do and say whatever it is that you want to say. But then the reality of the situation is you are still an employee, fam. I don't care if you're making 10 figures or five. You are still an employee. You work for somebody. You know what I'm saying? And them people can change your livelihood overnight very easily. I don't care. If it's LeBron James, like like if LeBron James wanted to come out and, you know, and really, really and truly make some noise and champion a, a, a social issue to to the point where it becomes a disturbance and a distraction for the NBA, the business, they'll get LeBron up out of there. They don't care how big of a superstar he is. They're not going to tolerate that because that type of stuff is bad for business. And you got 30, 30 NBA owners and 32 NFL owners. They trying to make money, man. They trying to make money, so you know the whole shut up and play stuff. Yes, it's is it is it, is it wrong and disingenuous? Absolutely, you know because people do have things that they care about. But at the end of the day, when you understand that you work for somebody else, there's a lot of things you can't do and say that you could if you was you know a person who's out here on your own. So like again, back to the Kaepernick stuff. That's why I say I'm 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 very disappointed with his silence on just about everything because now, fam, you don't work for nobody. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. So, you know, if this is what you care about, then show us that you care about it. Because these millions are still going to get made. These games will get shown on TV. These people still going to buy these tickets to go to these games. These dudes are still going to play. So, you know, again, like what I just this stuff is just it's just so all over the place that it just gotten to the point where it's it's ridiculous now. And, and, and the true message has gotten completely lost. That's according to sources right here at SD2 Mike, Sean Davis, Chris Kaysen at C4 Dunks, and Brian Crawford. Uh, Brian Craw, B Craw, B underscore Crawford. Crawford B, yep. On Twitter. All right, we come back. We're going to get into truth or trash. I got some good stuff for this one. Been waiting for this. Truth or trash. It's A2S right here, A2S Network. You're listening to According to Sources. With BCSD and C4. Right here on A2S Network. Alright, welcome back. Truth for Trash time. Let's start off with uh, Fox Sports, Marcellus Wiley. Uh, he gave his opinion on the Colin Kaepernick and Jay-Z situation. And uh, this is what he had to say. Here's the thing. Jay-Z is smart. You don't become Marcy Projects to billionaire and not be smart and have your spidey sense that can read this. And Jay-Z is guilty of, of giving Kaepernick a pass the same way I was guilty of giving him a pass. I was conflicted. From day one, I was against him kneeling. Because I said, get up and get those resources because where we're from, 
Your kneeling at, at, at kickoff has nothing to do with our situation unless you translate that, materialize it, and monetize it. Jay-Z waited long enough and finally said, I got to step past this dude to get this right. This is an identity issue. You know why the identity of this movement has been lost? You know why the identity has been lost in this platform of kneeling and what does it really mean? Because the identity of those who are leading it has always been in question. Let's keep it 1,000 up here because my past is hot. My past has expired for this. The past has expired. I've been going back and forth with this from day one at ESPN. Let's go. Kaepernick comes from a situation where he's never felt the full weight of these injustices. This is a mixed-race guy who was raised by a white family from Wisconsin to Central California. Respect. That does not disqualify you from talking for us. But when you make missteps and miscalculations, oh, it comes back into play. And he never spoke on this when Black Lives Matter's movement was at its height. Think about it. 2013, 2014, Ferguson... When Jay-Z is bailing prisoners out and doing protesters out and taking pictures and supporting Trayvon Martin and that family, what was Kaepernick? You know who he was? Taking his shirt off, bruh. He was, I knew Kaepernick back then. He was never talking about this. He meets Nessa 2015, all of a sudden, 2016, he gets benched. Flip-flop. Not mad. That still doesn't disqualify you. But Nessa comes into play now. And we all know Nessa. Respect to her and her ethnicity, but it's not black. So right there, you heard the comments of Marcellus Wiley. He started off good, in my opinion, and then he kind of went, made a detour and went down the road of colorism. A lot of people were upset by it. Truth or trash? Colin Kaepernick, because of his ra- being raised by white parents in Wisconsin and then out to central L.A., was not the right person to head up this cause. Is that true for trash? Mm, I'm going to call truth. You know, looking at everything that, you know, that we know now and, you know, where we are now in terms of, you know, again, like I said, his silence and and the way he's just kind of just fading into the background. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, I think the way he grew up does, I'm not going to say it's because he had white parents. I'm, I don't really think that's the issue. For me, I think the issue is, and I said this, like, yo, you cannot take a kid from the suburbs who grew up like Colin Kaepernick did because, you know, for all of his purposes, he had a, you know, he had a pretty decent middle-class upbringing, you know what I'm saying? So he was, he was, he wasn't as close to the problem. He's never been as close to the problem as somebody like us, you know what I'm saying? So when you take a kid basically from the suburbs and make him the face of urban issues, that's never going to work because he's not built like that because he don't even understand what that is. You know, he he understands that it can happen, but he don't know because it's never really happened to him. And, you know, I can't say that he hasn't been jacked by the police or nothing like that, but I can almost guarantee you he didn't grow up like somebody else in the hood did. So I kind of understand where Marcellus Wiley is coming from because Marcellus Wiley is really from the hood. You know what I'm saying? So like he get it. So I didn't I didn't see it as a colorism issue. I saw it as an issue of like, yo, fam, like you can't you can't take a kid from the birds and 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 make him the face of this urban problem and and the voice for these urban people. It's just not gonna work. Um, I'm gonna say it's trash because I don't think, like you said, when you talked about it snowballing, I don't think he knew 
it would get to this point. Yeah. You know, I think he voiced his opinion. I don't think he wanted to be the face. I yeah, think he just like, wanted to bring attention. Right. He bought, he bought into it. He bought yeah. into it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I think anybody that's willing to, I mean, especially being a NFL quarterback and, you know, just anytime you say something outside of what you're expected to say is going to cause some headlines. To do that, I think is noble. So I'm assuming I'm. I think his intentions, and you know, just his concern was in the right place. His heart was in the right place. I do think it got way out of what, like he even thought. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Well, what hold on. Hold on. What if he was Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. or Super just come it's, off the Super Bowl right. as the quarterback of the 49ers? Would he have? Yeah. Because you know, he was in the in position. In contrast to being fighting for his job exactly. and sometimes not even playing right. and being on the sideline Colin Kaepernick that's what I'm does that change in there oh, does he does change. he take does he that step, step out yeah does he step out well yeah. here's my thing on that alright so you talk about people athletes who stood for social justice issues and, and took a stance in the NBA the bar is gonna be Kareem and Bill Russell right in, in the NFL the bar is gonna be Jim Brown Mm-hmm. All right. In the NBA, the bar is going to be Craig Hodges. Don't forget Muhammad. And yes, Bakhmut got ran yeah. up out the league. Right. That's the bar. Now, when you look at these men and everything that they did on this particular front, and then you look at Colin Kaepernick, man, he falls so short short of them people, man. It's, it's, it's not even <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's not even funny. So it's like, you wasn't really into this. I think, like I said, I think he went into it with good intentions. I don't think he went into it with the thought or the idea of actually being an activist or the face of a movement. But fam, you bought a ticket to that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you you said, I'm going to be the headliner of this. So there's certain expectations. When people start comparing you to some of these great, you know what I'm saying, these great you know, heroes of the past, like I said, Malcolm and Martin and stuff like that. When people started comparing you to that and you and, and you buy into it, you know what I'm saying? You wearing the big afro and you know what I'm saying, you wearing the shirts with the athlete summit with Jim Brown yeah. and uh and you know what I'm saying, you walking around, you do you playing the part. But you only acting, fam. You only acting. He's an actor. He's a he's an act he's an activist, not an activist. Yeah, I just said it's trash because I think the intention was in the right place. I mean, and just speaking yeah. on it, especially considering I'm not even sure what he was asked. I can't even remember what he was asked before he even before somebody even called attention to like the kneeling. But, you know, just uh speak on that, you know, especially when most football locker rooms I haven't been in them at all but I just know the quotes from like football players is mostly very like it's what you would expect PC exactly yeah Yeah, they're just trying to get up out of it ain't no guarantee contract so you gotta watch what you say exactly my point so to do that like that was noble but everything that came with it I don't think like he could have seen yeah all that was coming with it man you're right those guaranteed contracts Oh yeah, that uh, play, that liquid, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's financial about, courage, dude. What What if he had won that that Super Bowl? What right. If everything with the job, because he was fighting for his job. Right. Then was Alex Smith? No, no, no Alex Smith wasn't. Alex uh, Smith, ahead of a, Smith was gone. Was gone. But, Who was in front uh, of him? He wasn't fighting Blaine for Gabbard. his job. Blaine Gabbard took his job. Yeah. So if he but super, that came later. Right. But no, that was in the. But he was struggling. He was struggling. He was struggling. He was yeah. struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. So, you're right. You're right. Yeah, my thing is that that's actually a good question. Like, if he had 
than coming off a Super Bowl. Even if he had let's won say, it. Yeah. And let's he say was he's still playing, playing good. At that level. The Kaepernick, was that Kaepernick? When he first shot up right. on the scene. I think Does that Kaepernick in, step out there yeah, in the midst of that? Exactly. Being at the top of his game. And Are you talking that. about GQ cover Kaepernick? We're talking right. about Kaepernick kissing the biceps after touchdown. After touchdown. Yeah. After that, yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah him. Would, you know what I'm saying? would that be the guy speaking out? And that, that's a very interesting question. Well, you know, man, I'm a big, big fan of the movie The Wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main character, you know, they crack on him because uh, he didn't follow his girl to college. And she went to New York from the West Coast. And the fact that he tried to uh, manipulate a trade from San Francisco to the Jets because his girl had just got a gig on radio out there, that, that lets yeah. me know a lot about him. And that don't, and that don't get talked that about at all. That don't be, yeah. That's part of this web that most people don't even want to talk about. Like, bro, as an NFL player, you tried to make a move because your girl got a job out in New York. And you tried to basically get yourself ran up out of San Francisco to get to, to New York. To get to New York. And Except the, you ran yourself out the league with your dumb ass. And the Jets said, we don't want you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a lot that goes into this, man. True for trash. I don't know if you guys saw the photos, but the uh, NBA rookie symposium was held just about two weeks ago. And, Rainbow uh, Coalition. <laughs> and they they voted on some things. One of the things they voted on was their favorite player amongst uh, the 30 players that was there. And uh, the top five, LeBron with 38%, Kevin Durant with 20%, Kawhi Leonard with eight, along with Damian Lillard, and Devin Booker uh, was tied with James Harden at uh, 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, no stuff. Steph got 0%. Bro. Yeah. No stuff and true for trash. This true for trash. True for trash. I mean, was this uh, was this a diss? Was this trash that Steph couldn't get a vote from these kids, man? Man, it was trash they put them kids in them colored shirts like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was, up, what was up with the show? Oh, this piece of uh, ball bin, dude. Yeah. That was trash. Uh, Steph not getting no votes though. I think that's trash, but again. I mean, you asking you asking these kids their opinion, right? And so they gave they five best players, and and Steph don't come up, and I get called a hater for this all of the time. Like, yo, man, Steph is great at what he does. He's done that better than anybody we've ever seen. But when you talk about basketball players and they understanding this game, yo, like the stuff that Steph do get put into a little different context, man. And and, and like Hoopers, they'll you know they'll acknowledge and they respect what you're doing. But they're like, yo, man, you doing this on a whip. That's why I said this coming season is going to make a really big difference in the Steph narrative and conversation. Because now you don't have none of that, bro. Now we really going to see what you about to do. So, yeah, I get that. I don't, you know, I think it's trash just because, you know, I'm going to always give Steph his respect, even though people say that I don't. So I think he should have been up there. But I can't get mad at these kids for, you know, giving their five favorite players and Steph wasn't on there. And Dane beat him out, which also makes my other point. So yeah, nah, I, you know what I'm saying. I think it's trash, just out of respect. He for was Steph. waiting for that. You can see, yeah, boy, you can tell when he I saw did. he saw this voting. He was like, "Yeah, see, 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 yeah, exactly. That's exactly what. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm like. See, this this is what I'm talking about. I'm not crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's trash, but I mean, I look at you know these kids like for the last what four 
even going back what last three that KD's been on there, like that's what they're basing it off of. It's like man, yeah. KD's that dude on that team. You're a benefactor of that. They I don't remember like uh, the other Warriors team. So I mean, like I said, it's, they still have to guard Steph. You know, once the once the but he couldn't get started. one vote. It, it really Not wasn't one? one vote. Yeah, Not one hard, vote. Man. Like yeah. none of the point guards. Yeah, I mean, who, bro. Dame yeah. got votes, man. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But I think it it comes from like just having that stacked team and people looking at them as like almost with a sense of like man, how I don't know. But that's that's weird. So they I looked mean, at the Warriors and said the last three years is pretty much that's that's Kevin Durant. I mean, that's easily KD makes. Uh, I mean, that puts you over the top. They were good, very good. You know, from a defense and offense standpoint without KD. Once yeah. KD got there, that put them over the top because there's no there's no answer for KD at all. So then you got two of the best shooters like probably in league history yeah. on the other end. So yeah. I Toronto mean, Raptors snuck in like the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> before the Heat got Man, look, he got it still, together. He got it together, got but the Heat still gave that away. But yeah, yeah. I'm not Man, mad at Kevin, Toronto. They snuck in. Like, hey, let's get it. KD's hurt. Oh, uh, you got to take advantage. I mean, there's no nobody's gonna look back at the history books when oh Toronto Raptors. Hey, BC. What's up, BC? Did you see the other vote? What was the other one? When the rookies were uh, asked who was going to have the best career out of all of them. Did you what see? Did you see? Did, no, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? I think a little bit of that is hate. A little bit. Hate no Zion. Truth or trash? Think that, about, that has think, to be trash. Think, right? think, think about it. If you're if you're coming up in that class, Cam your, Reddish was the dude though. Yeah, Cam on Reddish, the edge, exactly. But think about it. How tired? He's like, man. If you those kids and you haven't really gone against them. And all you have to base on what he is is the past you know, season, YouTube, YouTube highlights, and just highlight ESPN highlights. You're thinking like, man, what does that do? What can that do doing the half court? Like that. That's as a player as me. I look at. I've always questioned like, what is his skill at the next mm-hmm. level? Like, is he is he going to be a, a superstar transit uh, transcend ascendant star? Yeah, I don't know that just because I look at. What he does well, I mean, he's a freak athlete at that size. Plays hard, plays with a, you know, a very high motor. But what's his NBA skill? Like, what can I can I run a half court set for him? Like, is Man, he gonna I'm, just be a pick and roll, pick and lob player? Like, I don't know that yet. Basically, so, is he? And that's what is he? Blake Griffin? Then? I mean, even you look at what early things, Blake, Blake was. Yeah, I mean. And to look at what Blake had to grow himself into and what Blake is now, is Zion going to become that at 6'7"? I'm not sure. So, I mean, if I'm one of the players in that class, I'm looking at it from that standpoint. I was like, man, I done seen what Cam could do, put the ball in the basket. I know he can shoot. Zion, you like, man, like, get out the way, you yeah. know, of <laughs> uh rebound and, you know, clear the lane, you know, if he's got a head of steam. But you're not looking at him as... That's that's what my if I'm one of those players I'm looking at you know what's his NBA skill what's the one thing he's gonna be great at at this level 
But man, the, I'm gonna put it in. Go ahead. No, you bad, can I'm, No, you go ahead. Man, I'm gonna put it in this context, right? And this is the same thing I say about my rappers when they come to J. Cole. Like everybody give J. Cole these props for being this incredible rapper. I think he's incredibly boring. Hey, hold and on, hold on, hold on. That, 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 he's, on, he's been consistent. That that, that, that. that verse, he's, that verse on Rhapsody's joint was was okay though. I don't care. <laughs> any boring rapper, any boring rapper can can, can give me a voice, uh, yeah, a verse. I'm like, yeah, I rock with that, but nah. Years. No, fam, you're born. But like so I said, J. Cole has never so, spit an impressive verse to you. Not to me. So this is why I say this though. So J. Cole, like I said, I always want my rappers to be drug dealers and high school dropouts. <laughs> or have your GED, right? This is how I want my, you know, this is how I want my rappers to be. You can't have you know, an educated rapper, man. No, my 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 rapper can't have no bachelor's degree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I don't want to hit it. So to the Cam Reddish point, his daddy was a hooper, his mama is a doctor. You know what I'm saying? So man, my, I, I two need chains my has a doesn't two chains have a bachelor's? No, he went to school and dropped out and sold drugs. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so I need my basketball players to come from the mud. I need them to come from the concrete. I need them to come from the bricks. When your mom is a PhD, you know what I'm saying, and your daddy was a hooper and, and he doing something else. I think he got his degree too. No, fam. So you need single mm -hmm. parent home. You need. I need single parent homes. I need. I, look, home. I need. I need. I need you to not have got nothing for a Christmas. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I need. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I you need, need you to need come some home type of struggle. Like, yeah, so, so basically, yeah. basically, you just eliminated Chuck D, Donald Glover, Ludacris, David Banner, Most Dev, Talib Kweli, and Young MC. Shout out to David Banner. That's my man. Ain't no disrespect. <laughs> but the, but you know what I'm saying? Mississippi you feel zone. Me? You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? Like, I need, like, because you gotta, it's gotta be a certain hunger there, fam. Like, all your best players, like, really, all your greatest players really and truly came from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Jordan, he had a two-parent home or whatever, but you're great, you're greats in anything, whether it be rap or whether it be, you know, basketball or sports or whatever, they come from situations where they have a hunger because they have a struggle that they're trying to overcome. And so that translates into their art. That translates into the way that they play the game because they want it so bad. And you can see it and I can respect it. These kids, a lot of these kids, man, like a lot of these basketball players, these young cats, especially, a lot of them come from the birds, man. And I think that's, you know, and I think that's been the change of the game that we've seen that I haven't really enjoyed as much because the game, basketball specifically, used to be an inner city outside game. Now it's moved to the suburbs and everybody playing in these nice, comfortable gyms. You know what I'm saying? And so that that has an impact on the product. So that's just where I'm at with that. So you even saying, even going back, you need like the floor having been mopped, the basketball court having been dust mopped. Roaches coming. Bro, so yeah, I need, the rims oh, crooked. Yeah, man, I need, I'm talking about no nets on this no end. Nets. One rim is 11 <laughs> feet, the other one is nine and a half. You know what I'm saying? It's bent when you shoot the ball. No AC in the gym. No AC when you shoot the ball. I need the rim to bounce. You know what I'm saying? When it hit the Maryland house, it's a smell in the gym. Old Maryland house, wrestling mats on the side, the Golden Dome on the west side. Man, take me back to the essence, man. Couple of the lights off in there, bro. I need, I need the old Austin watch. Oh yeah. Man, I need, some, they I need to hear some. I need to hear some gunshots. I need the ball to stop for a minute. Everybody, <laughs> see what's going like, on. Oh, right, what's going like, on? How close, it, how close yeah, is? <laughs> right, that's what I need. <laughs> hey, rest in peace. Also, you can add to that list of rappers that's been deleted from uh, possible favors of yours. I didn't know this, man. I didn't know Guru was a Morehouse man. Really? Yeah. Wow. Guru also from Texas. No, no, not no. That's Premier. 
Premier. Yeah, Premier yeah. is from Texas. About, are you talking about Young Guru? No, no, Guru from Gangsta. Oh, Guru from Gangsta. Yeah. yeah. Did he finish? Yeah. He graduated. He graduated. All right. Well, wow. then you know. Well, I ain't know that. my pass. Shout out to Guru, man. <laughs> God bless the dead. According to sources, one last one before we get out of here. Um, truth for trash, man. Video went viral last week. And this this was a great debate, man, on Twitter for like two days. Your boy Joakim Noah and Devin Booker playing pickup. And this is what happened. What's good? What's good? What's good? Hey, bro, we're not doubling in open gym, bro. I get that shit all season, bro. Come on, man. Let's work on our game, bro. Let's work on our game. Part of the game. Running double open too. Yeah. So I know BC is gonna love this argument because the guy that, that came over the double <laughs> is one of his favorite players of all time in the NBA. But truth for trash, man, and pick up games you shouldn't be double teaming, as Devin hey, Booker said. Man, they double team when we play pick up. All I know is if you say game point in a game of twenty one. You can expect the double and team, he's, bro. And he's cooking, man. Just and some of those cooking, highlights yeah. that you know I know. Bro, that man was working it. out in that gym. Exactly. <laughs> I think in a in a hoodie, and a in a hoodie, a zip up one at that. I, I wasn't able to see it too clear, but I mean, I think there's a guy from like it's probably a D1 player, college dude, a dude overseas guarding him. So he's just going to work. Just eat him up. Yeah. I mean, Joe some was of the place, probably like Joe. Joe. Like, come on now. Go double that dude. Yeah. Man. I mean, I, I I get it. I got. I had like this argument with a couple of people, Twitter and just in text, because I'm in. I don't see anything wrong with a double team, especially at the pro level. I think from Devin's standpoint, being on a bad team, getting doubled, and still having All to put up, yeah, still having to put up 25 plus to even have a chance to be in the game. I can understand why you'd be frustrated in a pickup game to be doubled, but. I think if this is why I question his confidence, though. I don't question right? the confidence. I, I think yeah, this, yeah. No, no, this is why I yeah. said no, 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 not no, no. Yeah, understand what I'm about to say, or just listen to me for a second. If I'm playing pickup and I know I'm that dude in the gym, like when I get cooking, I want you come double me because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to get you too. Yeah, I'm expecting that. Yeah. So for me, it's like his mentality should have been okay. Let me give it up. I'm going to get it right back. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, know what I'm that's saying? What so not if, maybe not his confidence and his like his skills and ability, but I just felt like he should have approached it. Yeah. A totally different yeah, way. Yeah, I think in the heat of the moment of the game, you're pissed because he probably hadn't seen a double or he probably seen a couple after that in this game point. And you're like, come on, man. You really, you know, run, give me a running double Dude, right in this here. game point, you can expect to be fouled a couple of times, yeah. get scratched. Of course. But, I mean, and then another thing, those pickup games, guys are playing. There's nobody in there that's playing at game speed. But you know Joe's competing. Of course. Guys like Joe are competing. Joe's playing at game speed. Believe that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, nobody is giving, like, maximum effort. Like, because most of these shots are, like, almost uncontested most of the time. Guys are just really in there getting the sweat, man. Yeah. Yeah. We not... Okay, now you're talking about Joe King Noah is probably behind Pooh. It's probably, like, not just my second favorite NBA player, but, like, my second favorite person, right? Mm-hmm. So, and <laughs> I t- and y'all know I'm 
Devin, Devin is my man. I sent him a message. I said, listen, man. I said, yo, first of all, you're not wrong. Like, I get what you're saying. You know, you, you, you get doubled all the time um, in the league. And so you don't want to see that in the summer. But I also agree with uh, what Gilbert Arena said. Exactly. Gilbert Arena said, listen, man, like, you should be disrespecting if nobody comes to W. Yeah. And Joe King was absolutely right. You're going to see that in the game. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see a double in the game. Like, that's in the game. It's absolutely in the game. Now, you may not want to deal with that in the summer where you just hoop it. So, you know, I, like I said, I get Devin's point. I get Joe King's point. But I also told Devin, I said, man, look, what you really should have did was cook dude ass because I ain't see no double. <laughs> Yeah, I he's on, somebody, he, he held the I ball. Just seen somebody, so he, I just seen somebody run, up, run over there. And that's the nigga you should have attacked right there. You mm-hmm. should have went straight at him because he was going to let you do whatever it is you want to do. So I ain't seen no double. You should have went to work on that. Yeah, should have went baseline real quick. Yeah, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. And, and it took a long. You, you can hit Ghost Nail. Ghost, Ghost Nail, Ghost. yeah. You know Go what now. I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, what? You stood there. You waited for it. Man, you should have cooked that. You was getting down in that gym. You should. You should. That's the highlight I wanted to see. I wanted to see you go to work on Buddy because I know he probably didn't score it that day. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just what he do. He sucked. Can you stop posting his stats on social media, man? Nope. I'm posting zeros every time I get it. <laughs> well, that, that one I hadn't seen before. I mean, what was that? Bro, you, eight minutes and man, yeah. you know how many like, he had like that in Chicago. Nothing. I was like, how do you record? He he never got a 38 minute night in Chicago, but I was like, 38 minutes, zero and zeros. I was like, no shot attempt at all. I was like, bro, what? he did that in Chicago. Listen, the man has 281 starts under his belt. <laughs> 281 stars. We're speaking about former Chicago Bull Tony Snell, people, just in with, case you don't know. With a career average of like seven points a game, you got 281 stars under your belt, fan. That's almost three seasons. You averaging seven? Come on, man. I you mean, shouldn't even be in the league, bro. Not, not a focal point of the offense at all. You not a focal point of nothing. <laughs> just a guy. He's still in. Expected that. <laughs> He's stealing. Dude's stealing, bro. He's stealing. He's stealing. He's a thief. Oh, man. And the man, I done been in the same locker room with the man. I ain't never had no crosswords with the man. I ain't never had no interaction with the man because he don't talk. But, yo, you I, just suck, fam. I just want the You're man to good. have his, I just want the man to have his own crib by now, man. Oh, dude, he still, he don't still stay with his mama. Bro. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, think when, I think when you're making the money, yo, your parents stay with you. But, I mean, yeah, that. Bro, this man been in the league how many years? If he's still living at home, bro, come on. No, nah, I think, I mean, that's at the, that's, that's staying with him. But I'm pretty, hopefully that situation. Don't matter, your mama. Yeah. You a grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody grows up different, man. I don't know what. Hey, man, yeah. that's why I say he trash. Yeah. For that oh. reason right there, his mama's still making his bed in the morning. Bro. Oh, man. <laughs> he got super friends sheets. <laughs> what? Batman sheets over his bed. Yeah, but bro, I'm, she reading to the man at Oh, night. come on, man. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to what we said. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm in favor. Not in favor of double, but you can expect to see doubles if you're yeah. going to cook. And then for KD, I know he got a lot of time on his hand. For him to co-sign it, like, yeah, man, work on your game. Defense, bro? Like, what is he? Like, that, that dude in there is not, like, trying to right. defend to get, a right. like, an NBA right. look. Right. So, it wasn't even a hard yeah, If you're trying to win, I mean, KD should know there's nobody. For somebody that can't be guarded one-on-one to co-sign, like, man, yeah, don't double in a – like, come on, man. Like, yeah. you, you're going to see double, triple teams. 
You got to learn to play against Kobe. what Kobe would have said to old boy oh, when he came over the double. He wouldn't have said nothing. Wouldn't have said nothing. He would have found a way to him. get a shot off. <laughs> you know yeah, would have got his shot off. Oh, here come this bomb. Let me score real quick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially if Kobe is, we talk about prime Kobe. If yeah. you've seen Tony Snell running over to guard him. Fool. <laughs> Shout out to Lunch. D-Book and Joe King, man. Yeah. yeah, two of my favorite players, man. According to sources right here, A2S Net- Network. You can also find us on all the platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. And check us out, the YouTube page, the Under the Hood podcast, radio network. You can check out. Our full episodes there as well. Before we get out of here, man, we just want to add a little something special that we're going to be doing each and every podcast. Uh, C4, what you listening to, man? Uh, what actually, you been listening to uh, lately? Actually, just uh, the new Rhapsody. Listen to that. Um, you like that Eve? Um, oh, yeah. Dope yeah, concept. Yeah, dope. Um, Is it better than Layla's Wisdom? I'm going to have to listen to it for another week to say that. Right now, no. No? Yeah. Also, uh, Little brother, listen to it. Um, yeah. yeah, I gave that a listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and project. Yeah, those those been it just for the last couple of days. Yeah. BC, my ass is still the same, man. I don't listen to nothing but Griselda and Conway the Machine. <laughs> I listen to Thousand Shot Mac on uh, on yeah, West like Side Gun new album. Yeah, you and day. Eugene actually put me up on uh, Conway. Yeah. Shout out man. to the uh, young the young thug and Gunner combination. No, I don't man. know nothing about it. I don't, I don't either. listen to nothing but Griselda and yeah. Conway. Um, listen to Conway, Benny the Man, yeah. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> listened to Benny yet, but y'all put me up Young on, Thug uh, and Gunna have some heat. Who? Young Thug and Gunna. Never heard of him. Man, I'm just saying. Bush. Conway the Machine. That's Benny not what I've been listening to, Side but, Gunna. you know, when you hear it coming through, the, you know, through yeah. the little speakers inside your house, it's like, who is that? Okay. Oh, that's off the Young Thug no, album. Okay. To a little bit of Conway, too. Like Eugene and uh, BC. They put you up saying, on it? Yeah, I've been sending them tweets yeah, about it. Yeah, like, Gino said they'll, I think they'll be coming here in another couple of months yeah, or something. I haven't listened to Benny. Um, I think that, too extensively, that tour starts in another month, I think, BC. Conway is nasty. Yeah, Conway nasty with it. Benny the Butcher nasty, too. I got, actually got put on the Benny first. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? And like, So I hired... I got put on the Conway, and the first time I gave it a spin, I wasn't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Then I got put on Benny the Bush, and I came back to Conway, and I'm like, "Oh, hold on, let me let me reevaluate this." You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you, you basically you basically watched Endgame first, yeah, and then you had to go back, back to Infinity Wars. Yeah. Like, let me exactly. okay, let me watch yeah. Endgame again. Yeah, exactly. and then yeah. I was listening to. Um, when I first started hearing Conway and then, you know, of course you do your research and then I heard about the dude's story. I was like, damn, this yeah. dude still mm-hmm. still rapping? Yeah. Like, Did y'all see his Vlad interview? It? No. What, the, the Benny one or the Conway? Conway one. Watch uh, the Conway Vlad interview. I'm about to watch that. I know he was on there. Yeah. yeah. T- sit, take some time. It's about it's about 15 parts, about an hour. You know, have, have Vlad do it. Yeah. Watch that interview, man. You talk about a story. Man. <laughs> yeah. Not even just the shot part. Dude been through most stuff. Do more, exactly, yeah. Just <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. yeah. So with me, I've been definitely the last three days rocking at E. Mm-hmm. That Rhapsody Thursday night, I text BC and Bang was like, yo, yeah, I'm feeling this Rhapsody. And I was like four tracks in. I heard the song with Jizzle. That was dope. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Did you see the video? The video was dope, too. Mm-mm. Yeah, the video was dope, too. And then uh, the Jimmy Lee project, mm-hmm. Raphael Sadiq. 
I have a, I got I like to that too. I like I got into there. that. Uh I thought Little Brother was a, you know, that's a good ride now. Yeah. You know yeah. And it's not even Definitely. like you, you you play that in the car or you on the train or something like that. You listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, man, my listening you know, I'm a, I'm I'm going to check out this other stuff, but you actually what I'm listening to? That's what I'm listening to. Hey, every day. On the way out. <laughs> best female artist or best female MC album of all time. Man, that's tough. Uh, the first major one. I'm gonna go with Queen Latifah. Uh, which one? The Rain or uh? Nah, the, the her debut. Her debut. Mm-hmm. It's either that or uh, MC Light. Yeah, I'll go. He's gonna uh, say Light. MC Light. The two mm-hmm. I put up there. I had this conversation. I said, uh, I actually said Queen's second album, Queen Latifah's second album, and Hardcore, Lil Kim. Honorable mention for me is uh, Rod Digger's debut. Yes, good call, oh, man. Good call. Very good she call. Spit man. for real. Good Rashida, call. Rashida got bars. Good call. Now, when I say all of that, Layla's wisdom is it, should it be in contention? I haven't heard a song. I have an opinion. I can't say. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough, but just in terms of like female, we talking about just lyricists from. The female standpoint yeah but i mean the pickings are kind of slim a little bit so but i mean rhapsody is tough though i mean gene gray is nice Gene, great call with gene gray yeah i mean do we tough. even qualify lauren hill oh yeah hell yeah miss education hell yeah i give her asterisk yeah, yeah. she get an asterisk she didn't write the bars <laughs> so that album was really <laughs> the Fuji's that's raps. Really, that's that's really Prize's album. Well, him and Wyclef. Him and Wyclef. But yeah, it's tough, man. That's a, that's a very good question. Yeah, yeah. All right, H2S man, three dudes from the game. We love the game. Now we're talking about the game, man. We'll be checking it out. We'll give you a little preview coming up. In a short time, man, going into the NBA season camp is like, what, how, how far away is the C4? Is it a couple of weeks? Two, weeks three away. weeks? Yeah. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Yeah, team ago. USA team. Hey, what, what, what y'all think about Team USA oh, team? Oh, they struggling, bro. Oh. I was actually up when I, I was actually up. I caught the end of that game. Patty Mills is cooking. Oh man! And if they don't play no defense, they gonna get ran oh, out yeah. or whatever. Once I saw, once I saw Plumley on the roster, it was like, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a blueprint to beat this USA team. I think if. Kimba, Kimba is the engine of that team. Yet I think Jason Tatum is still probably he hurt. He's not gonna play. Oh, he's not. I didn't even no. know that. Yeah, but Kimba is the engine for that team. So he, no, I'm sorry, Kyle Kuzma's not gonna play. Yeah, yeah, he's out. He with that. He's out. Play. Yeah. yeah, but Tate, Tatum is like not that guy just yet to be able to like lead a team. But I think this really worked. This bodes well for their re- their regular season. Oh yeah. Them learning how Ball to play State. with each other. Yeah. Him, over Jay the summer and, and yeah. Yeah, but we're talking about the USA team. I, no. I don't know what we're gonna see out of them because you know, one bad game from Kemba and it's a wrap. Oh yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. According to sources, man, we're out of here. Talk to you guys soon, man. We appreciate y'all's support. As I said before, Go check us out, all the platforms. Get at us.